When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. name. Uh, we thank you for this word today. We commit this experience into your hand. Over these next few moments, I pray that you'd preach through me, that you'd speak through me, that you'd talk through me. I decrease so that you would increase in me and through me, so that every prayer request that's in this place today, that it would be answered. Every single area where there's a lack of clarity or there's confusion, where that confusion would be turned into clarity, where there is a lack of clarity, it would be turned into direction. We decree and declare that as we're in this final month, of the year 2018 that this will be the greatest month of 2018 yet your word declares that life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit so we declare december of 2018 you must be our best month ever i'm gonna say it again you must be our best month ever you must be our best month ever we expect you to bring us miracles signs and wonders we expect for you to do things that exceed our expectations now we decree it and declare it in jesus name everybody said amen, amen. do me a favor as you look uh, grab a seat just look at somebody on your left and your right just say let's understand this voice let's understand this voice and then you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are in week five of this series called The Holy Spirit with this subtopic, It's the God in You. And I encourage you to catch up on the first few messages, 915, on YouTube or Facebook or even auto message you can avail yourself to in our mobile app. So far, we've learned that there are three experiences we can have as Christians. And if you're not a Christian before this experience is out, we're going to extend an invitation for you to receive Jesus. Because here's the greatest thing that can ever happen that's bigger than your finances, bigger than even your family. Check it out. It is your relationship with Jesus. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, can I just give it to you now? 
Jesus, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus, and that body died so that you and I would have life and life more abundantly. And so uh, in all of that, the greatest thing that can ever happen to somebody is when they lay down their natural life to pick up their spiritual life. Jesus says, no man finds his life unless he first lose it and find me. In other words, when you find God, you finally find life. And so if you're not a Christian, by the end of this experience, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. Matter of fact, 915, can we just preempt? thank God for the decisions that are going to be made by people today. Oh, come on, Dallas. Come on everywhere. Let's thank God for the people who are about to raise their hands in a few moments and give their lives to Jesus. Three experiences you can have. The first uh, experience is salvation. That's also called being born again or making a decision. That's the language we use here making a decision to become a Christian. We've learned so far over these last five weeks that that is when we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Don't think of God as one plus one plus one equaling three. That's paganism. Think of God as one times one times one equaling one. He is Father. He is Son. He is Holy Spirit, which means the Holy Spirit is not some sub-God or some lesser God. It is the mind. It is the breath. It is the wind. It is the soul of God. And the scripture says that he seals us. That's why Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, uh, that the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Just like water, when it's in its liquid form, we call it water. When you heat it up uh, 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 to the point to where it boils and it begins to turn into a gas, we call that what? Steam. And then when you freeze it, it's called ice. But it's still water. That's the same way God is. God is so incredible that whatever we need him to be, whenever we need him to be it, he says, watch me turn into that. That's why when Moses said, God, uh, we don't even know your name. We've been worshiping you. We've been praising you. We've been even praying to you. But God, we don't even know your name. He said, tell me what your name is. And you know what God said? God didn't answer with a name. He says, uh, Moses, I'll tell you what my name is. My name is I am. That phrase I am in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, it is a year, a shay, a year, which means I will prove what I am. In other words, whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be when you need me to be it. So if you need a brother, I'm your brother. You need a sister, I'm your sister. You need a confidant, I'm your confidant. You need a best friend, I'm your best friend. You're fatherless, I'll be your daddy. You're motherless, I'll be your mother. Whatever you need me to be, I'll be it. Somebody holler, he is, I am. So, 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 so watch this. God then, in that first experience, he, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, just like my seal is on this towel, that's what God does to you when you become a Christian. You, you get a seal. That's the first experience. I get a seal. But salvation is the beginning. It's not the ending. Because just like this towel has my seal, guess what's going to happen to it? I'm going to wipe my face with it, and now it's dirty. Now that it's dirty, it's going to have to be what? Washed, which is why we have the second experience, which is being filled with the Spirit, which by definition, it is God's breath, God's mind, God's will, and God's soul. That's when God doesn't just seal you, but now God feels you. Check it out. That's why we can say things like, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Watch this, because I don't just have God's seal. Baby, I've got God's feel. Which means whatever I face, it ain't me facing it by myself. It is the God in me that's facing it. And here's what I'm here to tell you. Not one time in that Bible do you see where God failed. Not one time in that Bible do you see where God lost. Not one time in that Bible do you see where God didn't accomplish the thing he set out to do. Which means if God is in you and if God before you, who would dare be against you? 
The third experience is when we are refilled with the Spirit. And we've learned this, and that's why I say catch up on the messages because I can't reteach it every time. And this is something you should pray every single day that you are refilled with His Spirit. We've learned that we're filled with His Spirit by asking. So when I'm saved, I'm sealed. But the second experience is when I am filled. And the third experience is when I am refilled. Please understand, yesterday I, I wanted some Mexican food. And, uh, and so I, I try to experiment with this super spicy stuff. And it was super spicy. Touch your neighbor say it was hot. Just like some of them situations you face and they hot. <laughs> spicy. Now, check this out. So, 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 so I was eating all that and, and my water was getting low. And so, and so uh, 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 the waitress, she came by and she said, so, uh, you know, would you like some more water? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I said, what I'm dealing with is hot. You'll catch it in a minute. What I'm dealing with is spicy. In other words, what I'm dealing with is making me uncomfortable. And so what I need is I need you to give me a refill because what I'm facing is making me uncomfortable. So just like you get a refill at the restaurant, we need a refill of his spirit because life will drain you. Kids will drain you. Watch this. Sometimes even your spouse will drain you. Sometimes your job will drain you. Sometimes your trials and tribulations will drain you. So we all need a refill. Somebody say, Lord, I need another a drink and we're talking about a drink of the spirit amen we've learned that when you're filled by the spirit one of the miracles that happens is that he leads us say he leads me and we looked at Luke chapter 4 verse number 1 it says then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Check it out. Jesus, who is God in the body, he's now filled with the Spirit. And what happens? He's led. Say he's led. But he's led, check this out, into the wilderness, which is very significant because why would God lead somebody into a rough place? Why would God lead somebody into a messed up place? Why would God lead somebody into a place where it's parts? For 40 days and for 40 nights, Jesus is in a wilderness, and he's not there because he did something wrong. He's there because he got filled and he was led. Sometimes in your journey, you better hear me 915, there are things that are going to happen to you. There's experiences you're going to have, and you're going to say, God, if this is you, why the struggle? You need to learn that sometimes when God is leading you, it will contradict your consciousness because you lead yourself to comfort, but God's leading you into change, and to lead you into change, that means you can't be comfortable because comfort and change cannot exist at the same time, at the same place. He's led by the Spirit to the what? Wilderness. Wilderness. 40 days, 40 nights. 40 is the number of testing. It's the number of trial. Check it out. Jesus is led by the Spirit into a test and a trial. Say why, Bishop? Because if he couldn't handle that, he would not have been able to handle Calvary. Some of what you've prayed for requires more testing. See, there's a certain level of testing. We got a lot of medical professionals in our church. There's a certain level of testing you need for what's, what's the bottom level? The nurses. CNA. There's a certain level of testing. What's above that? LPN? Okay. LPN? Okay. Then above that's the RN, right? Okay. 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 Isn't there different levels of testing there? And then be above RN, uh, what, what, it, all that. Y'all throwing out all kind of gang symptoms. <laughs> Check the point out. There's different levels of testing that are required for different levels of authority. Some of what you prayed for requires a level of testing that's beyond private level. 
Some of what you prayed for requires a level of testing that is beyond what you're currently facing. So watch this. He's led by the Spirit into the wilderness because who he's about to be in three and a half years, he's got to prove he can qualify for that now. You better hear me. What you're facing right now ain't got nothing to do with where you've been. It ain't even got nothing to do with where you are. It's about what you're about to strip him to. And I'm telling you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it out. Say, don't you fail this test. Don't you fail. No, that's the wrong neighbor. Try somebody else. Tell them, don't you fail this test. Don't you. Everything we face is like Terminator. Y'all remember Terminator? Terminator was this movie where this, this uh, 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 you know, robot came from the future. What's it called? Cyborg. Thank you. <laughs> it comes from the future into the present using past information against you. I'm going to say it again. It comes from the future into the present using past information against you. Y'all remember the little boy, John Connor? And it was trying, watch this. Uh, the cyborg had been trying to kill John Connor and John Connor's mama. Because if it got the mama, it would not have been able, she would not have been able to produce the child. I'm going to tell some of you mamas and some of you daddies, the hell that's been after you has been because of what you were given. You were given birth to a curse breaker. You were given birth to the interruption, to the dysfunction in your bloodline. So the cyborg came into 2000 and came into the 90s and the 80s and the 70s to try to take you out. But look at you, baby. You're still standing and you're still here. That's how trials work. So, so then Satan shows up. He's led by, he's led, say he's led. He's led into the wilderness. And as he's led into the wilderness, what ends up happening is that, check this out, he's now facing a test and a trial that has nothing to do with where he's at, but it has everything to do with where he's going. Are you hearing me? No, 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 no. What are you facing right now that you're like, oh, my God, why am I dealing with this? Let me just interrupt the message because this ain't in there, but this is for somebody. It has nothing to do with 18. It has everything to do with what you're about to walk into here in a few weeks. And you better not crash. You better not burn. You better not give up. You better not faint. That's why you need to be refilled over and over and over and over again. Because you can't break down now. You went through too much hell just to get to this point. You cannot break down now. Somebody say, I will not break down. He's led by the spirit into the wilderness. God's leading contradicts your consciousness. Here's the question, though. How does God lead us? Say, how does he lead us? Well, that's a good question. Here's the answer. His voice. Here's the next question. What's his voice sound like? That's the issue. There are lots of misunderstandings and misinterpretations of God's voice because God's voice is it rarely an audible voice. We started learning this on Wednesday. Uh, we, and we started realizing that there can be a possibility of four different voices. Say four. Don't think that because you feel something or sense something that it's God because you felt something in your gut or your eye twitched or you saw a certain number on the alarm clock. That's not how God works. And I've heard people say all kind of stuff to me that I'm like, oh, my God, that is not God. That is you. That ain't you. That's the devil. That ain't you. That's your mama. Somebody said that's not how this works. 
in fact, God doesn't deal in the realm of feelings at all when he's leading. So anything that you can tell me you felt probably ain't God know how because God doesn't deal in the realm of feelings because feelings are antithetical to God's very nature. What do you mean, Bishop? He gave me feelings. Sure. He gave you feelings to serve you, but here's the truth. Most of us serve our feelings. Most of us serve our emotions. So if you're feeling sad, you serve sadness by sitting up, woe is me. I'm just going to go eat. I'm just going to go drink. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do this. Rather than looking at sadness and say, I could choose you, but instead I choose. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Most of us don't watch this. We don't make our feelings serve us. We serve them. So God, when he's leading, he doesn't even deal in the realm of your feelings because feelings are fickle. But watch this. Everybody in here at one point has probably said something like this. I ain't going to have you raise your hand because I don't even want you to feel bad. And you shouldn't feel bad. No, how? Touch your neighbor and say, you didn't know. God doesn't deal in the realm of feelings. I feel God telling me that's not God. When my eye twitches, that's how I know God wants me to do something. You need to get that checked out. It's open enrollment right now. You need to go, go on and get your insurance and get that checked out. You know, I woke up and, and when I looked at the alarm clock, it was, it was 7 and, 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 and it was 707. That's how I know God wants me to take a flight on a Boeing 707. Everybody in here, you've done it. That's why you're laughing. And some of y'all ain't laughing. You're just like, oh, God. Let, let me get on Southwest right now and cancel this flight. <laughs> Are you hearing me? That's not how God works. So first thing you need to know is that whatever you want talks the loudest. Which is why you have to pray that his will is done, not yours. Because what you're being led by may be loud, but it may not be right. Okay? People say, I just can't get that off my mind. That doesn't mean it's God. I just can't shake that feeling. That doesn't mean it's God. Maybe that's the same thing the devil's used against your whole bloodline, your whole family. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I don't enjoy having nuts, man. Don't. That don't mean nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Many people have driven their cars into ditches and saying that God was the one navigating. And God is like, I never had anything to do with that. What you wanted the most, talk the loudest. The truth is, you never really wanted the relationship, so you found a way out. Y'all not talking. The, the truth is, is that you don't want to be by yourself, so you always find a way to stay. Y'all not talking. The truth is, is that you never really wanted that. So whatever you want the most, talks the loudest, which is why every day we got to be like Jesus. Not my will, but your will be done. I dare somebody at this 9.15 to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Every day, all day. See, that has to become your posture. Your posture has to be this. See, it can't just be a song, bow down and worship it. It has to be a posture, which means whatever you want. Y'all remember coming to America? Come on. You ask God to use you. He's been using you a lot. Y'all remember, in the, who remembers coming to America? Who remember, okay, if you don't, um, Netflix it or Amazon it or YouTube it or something. Go to Blockbuster. There's, there's, one, there's one in Alaska I heard. That's what happens when you don't change. <laughs> Watch. Okay. Y'all remember in the opening scene, Hakeem, who's the prince of Zamunda. His daddy is James Earl Jones. Who, that's, that's how God sounds. You deliberately disobeyed me. 
I'm talking to my son. Let them, let them wait, you know. I'm just, now, let me just say, I'm just joking. It's not, it's, a, it's got a strong, I like strength. Anybody else like strength? I like strength. Now, take this out. In the opening scene, uh, they were bringing this new girl to, to the prince. And uh, so, you come here. Oh, well, no, you got to work. So, no, you got to stay on your headset. You come here. All right, come on. Come on. So, you're going to be Prince Akeem, and y'all got to hurry up because this is my preaching minutes. And you're going to be the girl, uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Is that her name? That's what it is today. <laughs> Call things that be not. Hey! As though they were. All right. So now, so like, he was like, uh, uh, what, you know, remember, so, anything. He was like, okay, so what do you like? And then what's she say? Whatever you like. So, so, so the question is, what would you like, what do you like to do, where do you like to go? Wherever you like to go and whatever you like to do. And then remember, he was like, so if I tell you to bark like a dog, you will bark like a dog. A big dog. Hop on one leg. I know that's hard, huh, to do it and bark. Touch your neighbor and say, that's how you're supposed to be with God. Here's what we do with God, though. Here's what we do with God. Here's what we do with God. Here's what we do with God. Here we do what we do with God. Bark like a dog. Meow. Okay. And God is like this. Somebody. Hop on one leg. And here's what we'll say. God, don't I get credit because at least I jumped? No, I didn't say jumping, Jack. I said hop on one leg. Slap your neighbor, high five, say his will, not yours. His will, not yours. You don't get credit for half doing it. You get credit for going all the way. Where my old school church folk at? 99 and a half. So, 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 so. Four possible voices that could be speaking to you. We started getting into these on Wednesday. The first possible voice is you talking to yourself. Okay? Now, remember, whatever you want most, what? Talks loudest. So to make sure that you're always in a posture for God to speak clearly, you have to make sure that it's his will, not your will you're after. And let me tell you something. His will often is uncomfortable, and often his will hurts. It's his will for me to pastor. Not, it was not mine. It's mine now. Because I learned to shut up and do what I'm told. But originally, this was his idea. Like, God, I don't want to do that. And I fought him. And then I, I did that. I did, that's what I, literally, that's what I did. I mean, he's like, okay, son, why don't you do that? I was like, okay, Lord, hop on one leg. Okay. I was like, Lord, I'm doing what you said. He said, now look, you know good and doggone well, that's not what I said. But it's close enough. He said, and that's why you're always close enough, but you never break through. You never break through because your obedience stops it close enough. But I dare somebody to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, not close enough ain't going to be where you at. You're going to be all the way in. So it could be you talking to yourself. When you're talking to yourself, you will manifest your own will in a third person's voice. And it brings you comfort even if it's wrong. You will literally manifest your own will and make it sound like somebody else and say, the Lord spoke to me and told me that I don't need to tithe today. The Lord ain't told you that. Thank the Lord. The Lord spoke to me and told me that today I don't need to forgive nobody. 
the way that person treated me, first Sunday. I was, I was going somewhere else. But Watch this. And when you're talking to yourself, you want to know where it comes from? Your heart, which is dangerous. Let me bust something up. Let me bust it up. Do not ever, ever, ever follow your heart. And I know that contradicts all of you social media evangelists. Because y'all keep posting this crap that you need to stop posting about just follow your heart. Trust your heart. Your heart, let me tell you about your heart. Jeremiah 17, 9. Just follow your heart. And if it feels right, some of y'all mamas and daddies told you stuff like that. Baby, just follow your heart. Because what's for you is for you. And they got that from somebody that couldn't read. Don't ever follow your heart. Your heart will have you hurt, broke, mad, and depressed. Jeremiah 79. The heart, whose heart? Your heart, whose heart? My heart, whose hearts? Our hearts, all of them, are deceitful above what? All things, including the devil. You want to know who lies to you more than the devil? You do. And it's desperately wicked. Have anybody ever seen a desperate somebody? Look at me. You ever seen somebody desperate trying to get with somebody? Let me talk over here because they ain't talking to me. Somebody desperate will do whatever it takes to get somebody's attention. That's what your heart does. It's desperate. It's thirsty. And look what the Bible says. It's desperately what? Wicked. Who can know it? Look at me. Even you don't know the extent to what you will go with when you're trying to get what you want. Uh, 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 OJ's used to have a song said, for the love of money. It's OJ's, right? People will what? Kill their brothers. Rob their mama. Whole lot of bad stuff. Why? Because they're trying to get paid. The Bible says your heart is deceitful. Why would you follow something that's a proven liar? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why would you follow something that has been proven to be deceitful? Deceitful means it's going to say, look at this wonderful purple tile. Now, can y'all see this here? You see this? Now, what color is that, church? There is no alternative fact in another world where it gets to be another color. This tile is black. Got it? Here's what your heart will do. Well, that's your truth. My truth says maybe the tile's just been through some things. So it's not black. It's, it's really cream, but you can't see it. And you wouldn't understand it. So this is my truth. Can, can I help you understand something? 15? You don't get to have alternative versions of truth. But that's what your heart will do. Your heart will change the narrative. You'll come in church and I speak to nobody. And then walk out and say, none of them people were nice to me. Because your heart will lie to you and say, it wasn't you that didn't speak. It was all the people who, when you walked in, they were doing something else. Everybody, nobody even saw you because their back was turned. Nobody even made eye contact with you. And you made eye contact with lots of people and didn't say nothing. Your heart won't tell you that. Your heart will tell you, you know what? It's your boss. 
Every single job you've ever had, the reason it didn't work out is because you had a bad boss. No job. I mean, since 18, none of your jobs have been good, and that's because none of your bosses get you. None of your bosses understand you. And if you were in charge, have you ever considered why God won't ever give you charge? Why he won't ever give you authority? Y'all not talking to me this morning. Could it be that because your heart will simply lie? It'll just lie and tweet out and Facebook out and Instagram out, whatever it wants to. That's what your heart will do. Your heart will look at me right now and say, that's not a white suit. Because you ain't supposed to wear white after labor. That's why I wore it. Because you're getting ready to be in some places and do some things that you shouldn't be. This is a prophetic suit. <laughs> I'm about to be sitting at some tables that I shouldn't be sitting at. Because God's about to put something big in my hand. So I wore something today that don't match what it's doing. Check it out. When your will manifests in the voice of a third person, it rationalizes your actions instead of questions them. Okay? It rationalizes them. This is why I did this. That makes sense. Good. I'm good. Don't follow your heart. It's a liar. And the Bible says, who can know it? You don't even understand it. In fact, if you kept reading, we won't because I'm out of time. If you kept reading, you'd see in the scripture where it says only God has the ability to do that. And God actually rewards us based on the heart, not just what we pretend. Are you hear what I'm saying? Okay, here's the second voice it can be. And this is where we got stuck on Wednesday. Or, or, uh, uh, well, no, actually, the next one's where we got stuck. The second thing is people's unbiblical opinions replaying. That's the next voice you could hear. Uh, they'll say things like, well, I think you should do this. If I were you, I would do this. God knows your heart, child. The Bible says, and it'll tell you stuff it don't say. People's opinions will keep people together that shouldn't be and break up people that should stay together. People's opinions will have you making all kind of bad decisions. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 5, talks about people's unbiblical opinions. Sometimes you'll say, I just think the Lord was speaking to me. Or maybe that was the friend you went to lunch with yesterday. Maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that was somebody's unbiblical opinion. And the danger of unbiblical opinions is that they will never be there when it's time to pay the cost. They'll tell you you need to do this and do this and do this and do that. When it's time to do it, they ain't answering the phone. I wish I had a witness on my right side. 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. I'm just about done for this sort of those who creep in the household and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always, check it out, verse 7, I love verse 7, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He says, they're always in church taking notes and they still don't get it. They always studying, they on YouTube, they on Google, they on this, they got a PhD, a MABS, and all this, that, and the other. And God says, and you still don't get it. You're always learning, and you're still struggling with forgiving. You're still struggling with giving. You're still struggling with serving. Why? Because you're not being led by me, you're being led by somebody's opinion. Verse 8, now as Janice and Jumbers resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. They're men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their father will be made manifest to all as theirs was also. Here's what he says. He says, you know that they're unbiblical when they're always resisting leadership. Amen. At church, on their job, anywhere, they're always resisting. Somebody say, go this way, they're always resisting. He said, this is how you know if you heed their voice, you're about to drive yourself into a ditch. Here's the third voice you could hear. What's, say, what's the third one, Bishop? This could be Satan talking. Now, when the devil speaks, he mixes facts and fiction together to play you. 
This is where we got stuck on Wednesday. So if you weren't here Wednesday, you got to get Wednesday's message. I'm just going to give you the short version of it, uh, and you can get the long, prolonged version from Wednesday. But you got some serious truth on Wednesday night. You got a Bible college lesson on Wednesday. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. Serpent doesn't mean snake. It means deceiver, okay? In Genesis 19, we learn that when uh, angels appear in the earth, they appear as human beings, which means what, what we look at and for years you thought was a snake was not a snake. It was a man. Got to get Wednesday's message. So put the verse up. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? Now, he questions what she wasn't there to hear, because when God said this, Eve wasn't there. You shall not eat of every tree in the garden. Again, you got to get Wednesday's message, because I can't reteach it. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you what? Die. Somebody said, that's clear. Then the serpent said to the woman, uh-uh. You won't die. Listen, if you slide in a DM, it won't be bad. It's quiet. If you don't forgive, it's okay. You don't go to church. It's just one Sunday. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay? Then you know what happens. Well, if you were here Wednesday, you know what happens. If you weren't here Wednesday, you still think a snake was given an apple from a tree. Got to get it Wednesday so you can see what real happened. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to hear Wednesday. Got to hear Wednesday. Verse 22. Then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now unless he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and live and live forever. Look at me. Satan mixed fact and fiction and played Adam out of position. Adam was in the likeness and the image of God. He was the original son of God. And he got played out of position and Eve got played out of position because they heard a voice that brought them comfort because it had a little truth in it. And when it has a little truth, you will ignore the big fiction. Sometimes a little fact makes you, makes you miss a little fiction. Let me give you a practical example. Sometimes when you're dealing with people, you will always see everything they did to you. But you never take a look at what you did to them. Y'all not talking to me. So you've been living your whole life, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, telling your sad victim story about how so-and-so did you this way. But you never tell the other part. You mix fact and fiction. Somebody say, and that's the devil. Say, no more lies. No more lies. Come on, speak it over your life. Say, no more lies. No more lies. Yeah, you're not going to let him lie to you again. Here's what he'll do. He'll say, God don't want you no more. You messed up. That's a lie. He'll say, God doesn't care about you. That's a lie. He'll say, you're not going to win. That's a lie. He says, your family's never going to get saved. That's a lie. He says, you'll always be broke. That's a lie. Somebody say, no more lies. And here's the fourth voice talking, and I'm done. God talking. B-I-N-G-O. So I'm going to give you that one more time. God talking. B-I-N-G-O. God's voice, listen to me, 915, is found in God's leading. And most often, I'm going to say it again, God's voice does not appear in an audible voice. It's more likely in a verse. And in fact, there were very few times where God spoke, even scripturally, audibly. Just because you hear voices doesn't mean you hear God. Quiet here. Bishop, how would I know it's God? Well, it's not God if it contradicts God's word. Matthew 24, 35, there's two words for word in, in the New Testament. One is rhema. That's what God is saying about what he said. Okay? 
Logos is what he said, his written word. Rhema, what he's saying. Logos, what he said. Rhema, what he's saying. Logos, what he said. Rhema, what he's saying. Logos, what he said. Logos, what he said. Rhema, what he's saying. Just want to make sure you got it. You got it? Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but neither my rhema nor my logos will pass away, which means I'm not changing what I said ever. Look at me, church. Say ever. So check this out. For example, and I I made reference to these things earlier. I just want to make it very practical, and and I'm getting ready to close. We're going to go all the way up because I'm out of time. Watch this. Somebody might say, well, God's telling me not to go to church today or to go feed the hungry. He, he wouldn't say that. Why? That directly contradicts him saying, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That directly contradicts the scripture when it says, and Jesus, as his custom was, he went into the Sabbath, or he went into the, uh, 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 to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. For you and I, as believers today, that means the church. So, so it directly contradicts that. So he wouldn't say that. I believe God's telling me that man is my husband and he's married. God wouldn't say that. So you really mean to tell me God is setting up a Kelly Price, Mr. Biggs video? She was a friend of mine? No. Some of y'all don't know who those people are. Uh, Google it. God wouldn't say that. God's just telling me not to praise right now. He wouldn't say that. They say, lift your hands, but... I'm just going to just inwardly reflect. (laughs) Well, then that defies the nature of corporate praise and worship. Are y'all catching the point? God never says anything that contradicts what he said. That's how you can always check the voice. Somebody say check the voice. If what you think you hear contradicts God's rhema or God's logos, you're being led by your own will and not God's will. But you might call it God because it might seem right. Proverbs 21, 2, last scripture. Four voices you can hear. First is what? You. Second voice is people's unbiblical opinions. Third voice, Satan. Fourth voice, God. B-I-N-G-O. And God was his name on. <laughs> Proverbs 21.2. Every way of a man is right to him in his own eyes. So if I knock this trust down, and it falls down and all these lights fall and, and it hits the band. Just knocks, just knocks the keyboard player on, his, on the side of the head. He's playing like this. <laughs> because I wanted to do that, I'll find a way to justify it. I'll say, well, you know what? No, that, that was God's will. God wanted to see if he was really gifted or just reading. You know. <laughs> Are you catching the point? If it tears up the floor and all of that, and tears up the lights and all of that, if it tears all that stuff up, and I said, God just wanted to tear it down to rebuild it. Or maybe you just made a mess. See, look at the scripture. It says, every way is right in a man's own eyes, but it's the Lord that weighs the heart. Check this out. God says, God says, listen, when I'm speaking, I don't contradict what I said. So, so are y'all ready to hear the actual ways that God speaks? So there's a potential of how many voices? Four. What's the first one? You talking to yourself. What's the second one? 
people's unbiblical opinions. What's the third one? Satan. What's the fourth one? God. B-I-N-G-O. Y'all ready? Seven ways God speaks. I'll get into them on Wednesday. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name, you're done speaking today. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.